Hello, I'm Banning Air, and you're listening to Season 7 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, history, and culture. In this episode, we go to South Africa for a deep dive into a unique post-Kwaito subgenre called Bacardi music. Matthew Key, a.k.a. DJ M-Point, is the host of WESU's The Lokshan Mix Show out of Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut. Matthew recently traveled to South Africa to learn about Bacardi music. Here he is with Bacardi Beats of Pretoria. Take it away, DJ M-Point. During the Afropop Worldwide episode, GC's Roadshow, from Kwaito to Ama Piano, I talked about how Ama Piano was formed from a predecessor that was an early subgenre of Kwaito, Kwai Jazz. Well, somewhere during the middle of Kwaito's heyday and a few years before the creation of its successors, Om and Ama Piano, there was another subgenre. Does anyone remember this song? If not, that's DJ Mujiba's popular hit, Township Funk, which became an international hit of what was referred to as Bacardi music. Bacardi is fast, mostly instrumental, post-Quarto dance music that developed in Pretoria. Some say that it was created by the late DJ Spokal, who passed away in 2018. Others say that it was Bra Fani Halangwani who created it back in the early 1990s as instrumental music. As for the name, apparently the music was named after the popular rum, Bacardi, as the music was usually played at bars, where rum was often the drink of choice. In this episode, we listen to the music as well as find out how a regional sound was developed from Kwaito and house music and reached a national but short-lived popularity. I interviewed Bacardi artists and producers such as Zulu Naija, Machance, and DJ Who Knows regarding the origins of the genre, their music, the state of the subgenre, and how it paved the way for modern South African music styles such as Ngom and Ama Piano. How did I get into Bacardi music? Well, the journey starts back in early 2007. I was fresh out of college and working as an advertising intern for a local real estate agency. While working, I would stumble upon Quarto videos on YouTube because being a foreign fan of Quarto music, I never knew that there were music videos for the genre. Along with the Quarto videos, there were some songs that were labeled as Quarto House. One of those videos was DJ Mujava's Township Funk, which later became a worldwide hit. Another one was Dombolo by House Clinic, a duo that consisted of DJ Abbas and vocalist Machance. Unlike Kwaito, which was often recognized by its slower mid-tempo beats, Bacardi was faster, more so with its rhythmic snare drum and bass accompanied by electronic melodies. This Kwaito house trend seemed to be popular for a few years until a newer style from Durban, a city on the eastern coast of South Africa, entered the scene. This style fused the faster tempos, more percussion, and incorporated Kwaito rhymes and vocals. The sound was known as Durban Kwaito and later on, Om. By the way, for more on Om, 
check out the Afropop Worldwide episode, The Qom Generation of Durban, South Africa. So 15 years later, continuing my search for the history of Ama Piano, I saw on a website that it was not only a fusion of kwaito, contemporary jazz, and deep house music, it was also influenced by the sound called Bacardi, the style of DJ Mujaiva's township funk. According to an article on record.co.za, Bacardi started in the early 1990s from a man named Brafani Halangwani in Mamalodi West, a township located on the outskirts of Pretoria, the South African capital about 40 minutes drive from Johannesburg. The story was that Brafani made music for his niece and nephew, but soon it started to spread locally, notably in bars and saloons where it probably picked up its name. Per the article, Bacardi was originally instrumental until the early 2000s when vocals were added. But there's another creation story. In this one, the late DJ Spooko, also from Pretoria, began producing the music during the early 2000s and worked with many Bacardi artists, including DJ Mujava. With these competing claims, I was really curious to find out who was the actual creator of the subgenre. In 2022, I traveled to South Africa, to the city of Pretoria, also known as Tishwani. Pretoria is considered the main city where Bacardi has thrived. That makes sense if it was born in the nearby townships of Mamalodi and Shoshanguve, as Brafani claims. Two days before I arrived in Pretoria, I was contacted by a Kwaito artist affiliated with the group Trompies, Skoko Obvious. After discussing Kwaito with him for an hour on WhatsApp, I mentioned that I was doing research on Bacardi music and he recommended that I should interview Zulu Naja, an artist known for his hit, Naja. later, I took a train from Kempton Park, a town located 20 minutes away from Johannesburg to Pretoria. A boat driver took me to Shoshanguve. After a slog through rush hour traffic and trouble finding Zulu Naja's address, we arrived and I met the man himself. Okay, welcome to Afro Pop Worldwide with me, DJM Point. And right now I have Zulu Naja. I'm a piano, but also a Bacardi recording artist. What was your favorite type of music growing up? Ah, it was quiet, oh man, it was quiet growing up. I used to like the likes of uh, Thamafukate, your P.O.P., Mashamplanis, yeah. Okay, so you were actually into Kwaito back then. But how did you get into Bacardi music? And between Brafani, Halangwane, and DJ Spoko, who created the sound? Who created uh, Bacardi? Yeah, I know DJ Spoko and DJ Tala. Victoria, mm -hmm. we used to listen to their songs on the taxis when we were going to school. There was this track called so we also were looking up to Bujo Mojo and Java with the Shiwelelelele, Shiwelelelele, yeah, oh, and Machance again, yeah, we, we just, I'm not sure who created it, 
but we were listening to that music from Java, like, oh, wow, oh, 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 dun, 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 dun. My chants, yeah, I remember my chants. Do Nambolo, 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 I remember that video. But I know that uh, today, most people think that Bacardi was only original sound, like they was only for Pretoria, Ipitori, but it seemed like it started to go nationwide around 2003 to 2010. What do you think made the country interested in the genre? What do you think made everyone like Bacardi music? I can say it's internet because our music in Pretoria back then, like it was difficult to market it. But now since there is internet, each and every genre is simple to grow. Because back then when we started this music thing, there was no Facebooks or Twitter or Instagram or what what. So our music was only situated in Pretoria. Okay. Whenever I heard past tunes such as Ndia, which featured DJ Cleo and Naja, I remember when it was called Kwaito House, but how did Bacardi, how did it get its name? Yeah, Bacardi is it's a music of Pretoria. Like here we, we go to social clubs, it's the music that they played underground. We gather, we dance together, then we used to play that music because it's a Pretorian culture. Play that Stocksfells, but now it's playing everywhere. I may have gotten some information on the background of Bacardi music from Zulu Naja, but no direct detail of who actually created the genre, though DJ Spooker was mentioned, or how it exactly got its name. This is DJ Spoko and DJ Mujaiva with Kings of Bacardi. Next, I reached my chance of House Clinic, an artist who was well known in the Bacardi scene. Though he was sick, I was able to interview him over the phone. How did you get into Bacardi? Well, I started recording as a solo artist from 1998. I first released my solo album in 1998, produced by Prince Bambita. Under my own record label, Machant Records, I was an independent recording label. I've been releasing albums since 98 to 2004. And then I realized that my records were not selling. And then in 2005, I met a guy by the name of DJ Abbas. He was a beat maker. During those years, we had this new genre called Skukusa Pituri. So Abbas was one of those producers. And then he used to work for a record bar. Every time I went to the record bar where he used to work, he will approach me and say, Hey, my son, I'm a bit maker, man. Why don't you come to my place? I've got a mini studio, man. Maybe you can use some of the beat. When we get to his studio, I was amazed by his sound, you know, the beat that he has already created. Okay, I heard this uh, hit song called Kuku. The first beat that he played me, was the one of Kuku. I immediately put vocals on that beat without writing them. The beat was so exciting. So that's how I started doing the, the Bacardi music. Myself as a musician, I'm not a beat maker. The late DJ Abbas, uh, may his soul rest in peace. All my hit songs, those beats were created by DJ Abbas. Here's a song that I remember very well from Machance and the late DJ Abbas called Le Dombolo. Bana 
That was Machance and DJ Abbas, also known as the Bacardi duo House Clinic, with the song Le Dombolo. While I was on the phone with Machance, he told me the story of performing this hit song and how it led him to stardom. In 2004, one of my friends was hosting this big event called All White Badge. And he said, no, Machance, you're my friend, man. Let me put you in the land up at the Dr. Court. And then the event was well attended. I think about 15,000 people. And then when I was on stage, people were pulling at me because they didn't know me. They didn't know the name Machan. I remember telling those people that one day you will be dancing to my music. And it happened in 2005. In 2005, when I released that house clinic with DJ Abbas, I received so many shows. And at that same gig again, when I went on stage, people were laughing. People who attended the same event last year, I said, I told you that one day you'll be dancing for my music. When I was done performing, they screamed, we want more, we want more. And that's where I realized that, you know what? In life, each and every artist has his own time. And this is my time. Okay, wow, yeah, and you think about it, you know, back then they laughed at your music, but next thing you know it, everyone's, uh, you know, singing Le Dombolo, Dombolo! Yeah, the song Le Dombolo also went gold. But when it came to finding out who created the subgenre of Kwaito and House, here's what Machance had to say. Who would you say created Bacardi? Was it Brafani, Alangwani, or was it DJ Spoko? Okay, actually, I know DJ Spoko, the late DJ Spoko. Before DJ Spoko, there were so many artists who were doing Bacardi. I remember there was this guy called Casablanca from Mamelodi, there was DJ Rekere. There were many artists who did the Bacardi before Spoko. But what I can tell you is that those years, we had this music in two genres. There was Bacardi, there was Chaspuku Zapitor, but the sound was similar, you know? The first time I came across a song of teacher, that song was done by DJ Mujava. So all that I can say is that Mujava is the one who set the trend and we followed the trend. He was very good in creating beat, that guy. Yeah, because everyone knows Java for township funk. And then I think you asked the right person that question. I'm going to tell you why. Those years, we were independent record labels. And this Bacardi music and Scoopisapitur was released by independent companies. So I was one of those companies who used to distribute this music to music shops. That's why I say... You asked the right person that question. No mention of Brafani Halangwani this time. However, I did hear of the late DJ Spoko, Bojo Mujo, and Casablanca being referred to as the originators and pioneers of Bacardi, also known as Scubusa Pretoria, which means the beat of Pretoria. A few days before I spoke to my chance, Zulu Nigel had mentioned DJ Who Knows, a well-known Bacardi and house DJ from Pretoria. Turns out, I had two of his tapes at home, under House Arrest 2 and 1.7 Exclusive. Naja gave me his number. I repeatedly called DJ Who Knows until I finally got an answer. He was tied up but agreed to a phone interview when I got home. So two days after I arrived back home in Connecticut, 
I got him on the phone and he spoke about his music background and how he got into Bacardi music while he was in school for IT. I go by the name DJ Hunos, born in Pretoria, South Africa. I've been in the entertainment industry for more than 20 years. I don't know anything in life except entertainment. How did you get your start in music and how did it eventually lead into the music that we know today as Bacardi? You know, it started by loving music. I was a person who was DJing around, following the trends of Kwaito, the music that was penetrating the market of the townships with CDs and cassettes. So when the house came into the entertainment industry, that's where I started loving house, moving away from Kwaito. That's where then I started making my own music because I was also involved in ITL. That's when we started having the music programs and making music we could dance to. We wanted something that people can relate to. So we decided to get together and do something since I had the softwares and the knowledge of IT and computers. So that's how we started doing it. High school got together with the love of DJ, knowledge of computers and IT. We made first song, Naja was the first song that we ever made. From there, eh, the rest is history. He took me behind the scenes of that previous hit that we heard from Zulu Naja, Naja. So also with Naja, we had a studio that was not even well equipped. So we had to redo it in the studio. Because with the bad quality that we had at the time, it was already a hit. So when we redid it in the studio with the flavor of Bacardi, that was the birth of uh, DJ Uno, Zulu, the Naja, the song, and all other songs that came after. So it's, it's, it's not a, a long story to tell, but it's a very interesting story. I asked Kunos the same questions I had asked Zulu, Naja, and my chance. Who created the genre? How it got its name? And what defines it? I would support people who say DJ Spoko, DJ Zala, uh, Casablanca are the people who created Bacani. But the origins of Bacani comes from the townships. It's not a mixture of Kwaito and house. It's something in the townships, how they move, how they dance, that they have. It's something that is natural, that Kwaito couldn't give to the people. House couldn't give to the people. This kick, this tempo, is how the people in the townships of Mamelodi, Soshangore, that's how they felt the beat. They had to create a beat that accommodated how they dance. That's how Bakari was formed. Here's a tune from one of DJ Huno's compilations under House Arrest 2, titled Tekatara. <laughs> Around 2008 to 2009, it seemed like the sound from Pretoria was starting to fade away as it gave way to a faster sound up around 122 to 125 beats per minute. This new sound was called Durban Kwaito, soon to be known to the world as Boom. I asked all three artists, Zulu Naija, Machance, and DJ Who Knows, what could have led to the downfall of Bacardi Music's popularity. Here's Zulu Naija. One thing I've noticed is that when I try to search for Bacardi music, the only thing I find on Google is just articles. However, if you go on YouTube, there are still people making Bacardi music. That kind of shows me that Bacardi isn't dead because there's people on social media that are doing these live mixes. So in a way, it's still alive via social media. What do you think? 
but we never push it. It's still underground a bit because we have a lot of DJs and artists like your Pindima Pendula, your R5, your Mapentan, your DJ Dadaman, but they are not that well marketed. You get my point? Mm -hmm. Like it's still underground. We still need to push more of it because people they like it, but it's difficult to get it. Even on YouTube, you don't get the the full music. It's not even available on your iTunes or what what like our music the Bakari one. We still like underground. There are a lot of good uh, Bakari artists. Ah, there is DJ Matt Blue, DJ Miser, Punchline. Eh, there are a lot, man. The underground Bacardi artists Zulu mentions are DJ Matt Blue, DJ Miser, and Punchline Deluxe. Their music can be found on YouTube. And here's my chance. This genre didn't last. We were independent at those years. We were not signed to big companies like the Sony, the BMG. We used to record and market and distribute our music. But now, going forward, we had challenges in terms of a play, you know. Other companies will sabotage us, you know. You'll experience not being played on radio, not being played on TV, you know. Because yeah. someone was trying to sabotage you. But you know, if the music is good, it's good. I managed to sell over 500,000 copies, even if some radio stations were reluctant to play my music. And then I would like to thank the community radios. The community radios played a very big part playing our music. And then when these big radio stations realized that our music was becoming big, it's when then I will receive calls from radio stations, you know, requesting my CDs, you know. Yeah, that's what happened. And finally, DJ Who Knows. But there's been some people that have been uploading Bacardi on YouTube. And also, uh, some people who say that it paved the way for Gom and I'm a Piano. What do you think about that? Remember, with us, the quality of the music was not the, the best quality at that time. So we were discouraged to penetrate the radio stations and the TV stations. Internet was not popular at the time. Didn't even have Facebook and what what. So we couldn't share our music the way you can share your music now. People had control of the market. If you're not signed under them, they would not take you serious. Now what's happening is all music, when it came, there was internet. As Bacardi declined, this faster variant, Gom incorporated more percussion and now there's a new style of South African music, yet another subgenre of the Kwaito family, Ama Piano. You could think of Ama Piano as a slower version of Bacardi. As Huno says, these genres proliferated through the internet. They didn't have to rely on radio, television, or record companies. Like Bacardi, Ama Piano comes from Pretoria. Here's what Zulu Naja, Machats, and DJ Huno's had to say about the influence Bacardi had on Ama Piano. You know, I'm coming to Ama Piano and Bacardi, they are similar, but I'm not sure if uh, Ama Piano comes from Bacardi. But now, the DJs of now, they're mixing Bacardi and Ama Piano, your Melo and Sleaze, your, like the producers of now, there's Ama Piano and Bacardi. Yeah, I do hear that. Yeah, yeah, because the Ama Piano of Pretoria and the Ama Piano of, of Jubek, they are not the same. The Ama Piano of Jubek is like Kwaito. Yeah, most of these I'm a piano artist that I do hear from Joburg, yeah, it does sound more like Kwaito, but when I first heard I'm a piano, it's uh, all from Pretoria, so. Yeah, yeah, you know Pretoria is we listen to all the music. It's I'm a piano, house music, gospel, whatsoever, and we also have our own, the Bacardi one, so it's Pretoria, man. It's a center of music. We like music here. Yeah. I'm one of the I'm a piano fans. I like the sound. 
it actually reminds me back in the days when we started doing Bacardi, you know. Now, people love Amapiano. Amapiano came with its own tempo that is very slow, almost like Waito. That is something unique. It's something that has Waito, something that has house. It's got our background, it can accommodate Bacardi, can accommodate hip-hop artists, all genres, and it's still Amapiano. So, it's in between the best of every genre in the industry. The way these Bacardi artists see it, Ama Piano may be the newest trend in South African music, but it has been embraced in the Bacardi community and the two sounds can be fused. As a fan of Kwaito, I for one am looking for a Kwaito comeback and maybe all the Bacardi cropping up on YouTube and social media will give that genre a comeback too. My chats think so. Yes, yes, big up to those people who are still keeping the fire burning. You know, I know the likes of DJ Makores, uh, they are still pushing and they are doing uh, good music. And here's DJ Huno's take. Now, if you listen to Ama Piano, the latest Ama Piano is going back to the music that I used to make. The music for the streets, the Bacardi. It's reimagining again in 2022. It's the music that the people want and no one has power to stop it. The numbers are good on YouTube. The numbers are good uh, on the downloads. They can put on whatever music platforms they want to put on. So because of the power of the internet, Bacardi is reimagining after so many years. Returning from South Africa, I do feel I made progress. Not only was I able to travel to Pretoria, the city where Bacardi music thrived, but also able to speak to three of the people involved in the scene. It was great to hear from people who not only shared about their experiences performing and producing the music, but also their perspectives on what they think the genre represents and where they see it in the future. 15 years ago, Bacardi was a subgenre of Kwaito and House circulated through social media, but it had its own culture. Just as Kwaito artists pushed their sound during the early 1990s through independent promotion and local support in Johannesburg, the Bacardi artists did the same in Pretoria during the early 2000s using the internet. Despite the short-lived fame of Bacardi, it is still remembered as the sound of Pretoria. If you mention the term Bacardi music to a person that is not familiar with Kwaito or South African music in general, they might think it's all about the favorite rum enjoyed in local bars. That would be only a small fraction of the story, however. If you took them to Pretoria, they would get a way different impression. There, the locals will tell you that this is a regional genre, the infectious dance rhythms that define Pretoria and can only be heard there, whether in taxis, bars, community radio stations, or on iPhones and laptops. Before I go, to show the impact that Bacardi had on the world, I told Zulu Nigel about a Romanian fan of the Afropop episode I'm a Piano to Quarto and how she was introduced to South African music as a young girl. The first South African song she heard was Township Funk by DJ Mjava. This proves that though Bacardi may have been short-lived in South Africa, it became a globally recognized sound during its heyday. A big thanks to Zulu Naja, Machance, DJ Who Knows, Skoko Obvious, and Mashita Salota. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep the series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Matthew Key. Awesome, we're finished! <laughs>